the hard shoulder on News Talk with the all-new Nissan Juke, the coupe crossover by Nissan. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, here on News Talk, uh, we've been charting the path to power from uh, the debates to Pennsylvania Avenue on the hard shoulder, and we're doing it in a podcast format too, uh, with our own resident comedian Jim Elliott who, importantly, is an American. So he's allowed to talk about these things. He's taking a sideways look at the campaign. Jim, great to talk to you again. Seven days to go. And uh, let's lead with the story that uh, you might have missed. Okay, so I got one for you. I know you've got your polls, you got the news talks, got everything else uh, covered, but here's one, here's one you might not have heard about. Did you know that President Trump's Twitter account got hacked? No. <laughs> No. That's okay. So nobody knows about this. This happened a little bit more than a week ago. Uh, there was a Dutch security researcher, an internet security researcher, who was following a story about uh, a little a little kerfluffle that the New York Post was trying to push about a hard drive of Hunter Biden's that may have uh, had... It's a giant conspiracy theory on it, but uh, but he was looking at the hard drive and somebody said, oh, well, we were able to guess his password. And this guy's a security expert. He, 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 he downloads giant troves of stolen passwords all the time to look at him. So he got him thinking, hey, I wonder if I can guess the president's Twitter password. And on his first try, he got it. It was MAGA 2020. Make America Great Again 2020 is the president's password for his own Twitter account. His password was basically his re-election slogan. Mark, that would be like if your Twitter password was Ireland AM. I'm thinking this is something people can guess. So anyway, security, this, this security expert is what you call an ethical hacker, right? So he's sitting there in control of the president's Twitter account, and he doesn't do anything wrong. He alerts the authorities. The authorities change the password, and, and all's well that ends well. But please, anybody that's listening to this, for the love of God, if you are, I don't know, some kind of a world leader that likes to tweet, please put two-factor authentication on your logins. Anyway, this is a news channel, yeah. and legally, I know that on the news today, we can't go more than 10 minutes without talking about coronavirus. Thank God, Martin, because I was you... looking at the clock, and I was about to get fined if you didn't bring something okay, about well, COVID good. up. Listen, we've, I know they've got all kinds of new fines for coronavirus in Ireland, and if you, if you don't <laughs> talk about it on the news, you, you're gonna, it's 10K, I think, a pop. So here we go. If you're curious about Donald Trump's COVID plan, you can just go to www.trumpcovidplan.com. If you're sitting in front of your computer, you can go there now. You will land on a blank page that looks just like the standard internet 404 not found internet page, only this one says, not found, Trump's plan to defeat coronavirus and reopen safely does not exist. And the page then shows a timeline of the times that President Trump downplayed the significance of the virus. Of course, this page is paid for by the Biden team. Now, this is a typical play in an election year. People will buy up domain names on the Internet in one candidate's name and use them to endorse the other candidate. This happened actually four years ago. I don't know if you remember, but Jeb Bush, his team forgot to renew www.jebbush.com. And somebody from Trump's campaign noticed, bought the domain, and had it redirect to Donald Trump's website. It's hilarious and it's cheap internet point scoring and it doesn't really matter. Nobody in the public really notices because, Mark, if you wanted to know the details of the American COVID plan, you wouldn't go to TrumpCOVIDplan.com. You would Google it or you would go onto Facebook and try to mm -hmm. check in with one of your crazy uncles. So what happens is the news media notice these things and we talk about it. So here we are, Mark. We're fulfilling our role in the political news life cycle. Do you feel like we're, we're, we're adding to the discussion here? 
Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, some people think that the people talk about it like the way that the uh, the media's relation to politics is the tail wagging the dog. And if that's the case, I feel like this show is a flea biting the tail. Anyway, our own irrelevance aside, it does indeed seem like they have not much of a plan for the coronavirus, not even one to keep it out of the Oval Office, because we are a week away from the election, and there's been another outbreak in the administration's inner circle. This one was around Vice President Mike Pence. He had an advisor test positive a week ago, and then over the next five days, three more staffers, including his chief of staff, who he's connected at the hip to, tested positive in the next few days. Mike keeps testing negative, but, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything until it means something. Mike Pence has remained on, remained on the road campaigning. He had two rallies in Florida on Saturday. He was in North Carolina on Sunday, Minnesota on Monday. He was back to D.C. To, for, for, the, uh, for the Supreme Court nominee or confirmation. So here's the thing. What is the administration's plan to, to control the virus? Let's roll that clip. So here's what we have to do. We're not going to control the pandemic. We are going to control the fact that we get uh, vaccines, therapeutics, and other mitigation areas. Why are we going to get control of the because, pandemic? But because it is a contagious virus, just like the flu. Yeah, but- wow. I, I still can't gonna- get over he said that. We're not going to control the pandemic. Oh, so if you don't know, that was the President Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, giving an interview to CNN on Sunday morning, just flat out saying, we're not going to control the virus. In fact, we're not even trying. And when this guy says he's not trying to control the virus, you know he means what he says because he never wears a mask. And when Trump tested positive and went to Walter Reed Hospital, this is the only other guy that went with him in the helicopter. So I guess it's at least refreshing to see somebody who's pushing a herd immunity strategy start with himself. So that clip is sure to find itself into some last-minute advertisements, some, some sound bites on radios and ads, which brings me to my next topic. Mark, do you know who the Lincoln Project is? Uh, they're uh, Republicans against Trump. I, was Kellyanne Conway's husband is one of them, isn't he? That's right, George Conway and a bunch of other, they call themselves Never Trumpers with a capital N and a capital T. And th- these are former Republicans who are appalled at the conduct of this president and they make anti-Trump videos. Good ones, in fairness. The content is well produced and because they're not affiliated with the Biden campaign, they can swing pretty hard. They've been super successful. They've got two and a half million followers on Twitter. They've got almost 700,000 subscribers on YouTube. And here's what I do like. They deliberately air ads during television shows that they know the president watches just to wind him up, which as an internet troll move, that's wonderful. It works because people have asked him about him. He's called them losers in the press. Uh, I got an example for you. Do you remember when Trump got out of the hospital with COVID and he returned to the Mm -hmm. White House and he had that big staged moment where he stood on the balcony and he took off his mask and he saluted and he went inside. So they took that footage and they layered this audio over top of it. Let's roll that. Don't cry for me, White House staffers. The truth is I will infect you All through my tweeting, my mad existence I broke my promise, won't keep my distance And who said Republicans don't have a sense of humour? Even former ones. There you go. It's funny stuff. But here's my question. Are they helping? Are these guys going to help to change any Republican voters' minds, or are they just making content for people who already hate Trump and they will gleefully share it on social media? Is that a rhetorical question? 
I guess. I, I don't know. Do you think do you think that anybody that's really pro-Trump is going to get their, their head turned by a admittedly funny video exposing the hypocrisies of Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, hey, give us a week. We'll see. My point is, is that they're really successful and that they're so successful and popular that in the third quarter of this year, they raised $39 million in donations wow. because they're, they're a political action campaign or a political action committee. You can, they're, they're, uh, their finances are public records, so you can see how much money they make. They raised $39 million in the third quarter this year. So where did that money go? Hilariously, $26 million of it went into individual expenditures into firms owned by the project's founders. That sounds a bit Trumpian, doesn't it? It does indeed. So that's <laughs> Sounds my a lot point. Trumpian, actually. Is maybe the group is successful, and maybe Trump loses next week. Isn't this the exact kind of insider dealing with giant sums of political money? Isn't this the kind of thing that originally drove people to support an outsider like Donald Trump? Here's my next question: the people who donated money to the Lincoln Project. If Trump loses, are they going to get really pissed off that this money is just being founded in, or moved into the founders' pockets? Are they going to care that their money wasn't utilized in as efficient a manner as it might otherwise have been? Here's my point is that if you're suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, maybe these donations are the Regeneron you need to recover. Anyway, my, uh, let's so put all of this a little bit to bed. We're a week away from Election Day. Donald Trump is busy as hell. He's doing two, three, four rallies in a day. If nothing else... You have to salute him for his energy. He's 74, and he's giving hour-long speeches all over the country. I wonder if he's getting a little bit tired of all of this. I wonder if he's thinking who needs it. And that brings me to my last clip. This is a clip from uh, a rally he did yesterday in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he's standing up on the podium. He looks off to the side, and he gets distracted by a big row of trucks that is parked in the parking lot. He can see him from the podium. Let's roll the clip. By the way, nice trucks. You think I could hop into one of them and drive it away? I'd love to uh, just drive the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of this. I had such a good life. My life was great. The Not poor guy. It's not to be said to for is good it, steroids all the same, though, isn't there, Jim? Uh, I mean, isn't is is this the mask slipping? Is this a moment of pure honesty while he's standing up there? Which kind of makes you wonder... Is it fun being president? It's an awful lot of work. I'm reminded of a, a classic headline from The Onion from eight years ago after Barack Obama won the election. The headline was, Black Man Given Nation's Worst Job. It begs the question. I mean, here's the thing. You and I, we, we're going to spend the next uh, couple of years in the next political cycle. We did it for this political cycle. We're watching as people fight tooth and nail over getting this position. Do we ever ask, who would want this gig? Who needs it? Anyway, Mark, I'm going to be watching the news uh, obsessively from now until next Tuesday and probably a good bit beyond. I don't know about you. I, I, I think this won't be over. I don't think the fat lady is going to sing um, until possibly early to middle January and maybe not even then. It, well, it, thank God. It means you guys will have to keep having me back. <laughs> this is true. You know the old cliche about it being a roller coaster ride. I think we can extend that. At least you know a roller coaster ride is over. I'm not sure we do know when this one's going to be over. Anyway, Jim, thank you so much. Jim Elliott there. And you can check out the uh, News Talk app and listen to this and all the episodes of The Path to Par here on News Talk. <laughs>